0: On tonight's episode, please make sure the criminals are strapped in to your left. We watched Con Air! Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyze it, and dissects it, Whether it be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I'm your host, John, and joining me, as always, is my Trisha Yearwood singing wife, April. April, how are you?
1: I wasn't expecting that intro, but I'm good, I'm good.
0: Listen, this movie got nominated for an Oscar for that song. Think about that. Think about that.
1: All I can think when I hear that song is Nicolas Cage's smile.
0: (laughs) Wow, that was a weird
1: (laughs) with his hair in the wind.
0: I mean I get what you mean. I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean this movie was this movie is this movie's bonkers, let's be honest. This movie is bonkers.
1: I literally was rolling like laughing the whole entire movie. It's quote after quote after quote. And Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. Just this is, hilarious. I imagine
0: this is what Forrest Gump would be like <laughs> if he got arrested after he got out of the army. Yeah. Because you have the guy who plays Bubba Gump as his best friend in this movie. He has that really weird southern accent. and
1: Really weird southern technically accent. Technically he travels in a way yeah technically i mean he's always protecting women with his fists
0: i'm not gonna lie i'm stretching it very far by that comparison but it's a comparison
1: i'm a simple man (laughs) who likes shampoo ads (laughs) and my wife and my little daughter's bunny
0: honeys break out the poppers and chill the lemonade daddy's coming home (laughs) (laughs) so we watched 1997's uh, Con Air directed by Simon West Starring Nicholas Cage John Cusack John Malkovich Steve Buscemi Vig Rames Colin Meaney Mikeltay Williamson And Rachel Teichaten. Um I mean basically this movie Centers around a prison break Aboard a justice prisoner And alien transportation system Aircraft nicknamed Con Air I think that's a good summary of the movie
1: Hey, do you think they got that name from the uh, hairdryer?
0: No. No, I do not. (laughs) And you're stretching it. So I'm not going to lie. I kind of had to look up who won the Oscar for best song that year. It it makes sense. Who? It was a movie called Evita. Do you remember that movie? No. So it's a Madonna movie about Eva Peron.
1: Oh, now I remember.
0: And it be And like... I'm looking at the other movies that was nominated that year. It's like, yeah, I can believe it. Evita would win. That was also the year Cuba Gooding Jr. won his first Oscar for Jeremy Maguire.
1: Oh, gosh. That movie was huge.
0: Uh, Guess what won um, Best Picture? What? Oh, I just had it. Um, Good lord, what was it? I just had it. Um, I think it was... I want to say The English Patient. Yeah, it was definitely The English Patient. I remember now. Because you had Ralph Fiennes as a nomination that year. I never saw that movie. Me neither, but it's on my list.
1: I know of it. I know about it. Never seen it.
0: See, I only knew about it from Seinfeld because Elaine was like, who would want to watch The English Patient? And she was trying to go to the theater and watch these different movies. And at the very end of the episode, she's on a plane... And it gets hijacked. And it's like the one movie she's been trying to see the whole episode. The the, the hijacker's like, shut that movie off and put on the English patient. <laughs> oh, man. So, I think we should go ahead and get started into this. Um, this movie was directed by Jerry Bruckenheimer. Do you remember Jerry Bruckenheimer or know the name?
1: No. Sounds familiar. Don't remember oh, he, name. Oh, He's like well.
0: a huge producer. I'm going to list you off a couple of movies, okay? Oh,
1: the bad boy's guy.
0: Bad Boys, Black Hawk Down,
1: Pearl Harbor, Remember the Titans. Yeah, okay, I've National I Treasure.
0: Um, one I just saw a little while ago, um, Days of Thunder. I think, and Coyote Ugly.
1: Oh, he did Top Gun too.
0: Yeah, he was a producer.
1: Oh, cool, cool.
0: Which, uh, you know, if you haven't heard it, please listen to my spoiler-free episode of my personal review of Top Gun Maverick, which came out this past Saturday.
1: Apparently, John gave it a, what, 98%? 99
0: it's It was that fun. I had so much fun in the theater watching For that For John movie. <laughs>
1: to give it a 99 go see it. It's totally worth it.
0: Well, it's such a guy movie, too. But, I mean, everyone was weeping. I was weeping in that movie. Really? There's a really sad scene.
1: <laughs> um, I wouldn't have gotten that.
0: Um. So yeah. So basically, um, Nicholas Cage is playing a character by the name of Cameron Poe. He's an honorably discharged Army Rangers serg- uh, Sergeant and combat veteran who is visiting his wife. Um. At the time of we're seeing this movie, after years of being in the service, and she's pregnant and everything and basically these dudes from the bar like come up to her and harass her and he's like talking to before that though he's like talking to his unborn baby like what's that what's that oh I agree with you unborn baby (laughs) that's that was really bad Nick KJ what bothers
1: me is he could have just gotten in the car and blasted away but instead right, right
0: when the fight happens
1: yeah like he he was like I have a fierce need to destroy you and it's the know. army man kill
0: kill kill no i'm kidding
1: and i'm sure that he knew that he could have gotten in the fight and gotten out of it easily but his force was too strong and he ended up killing one of the assail uh you know people trying. i mean to it was it was
0: self-defense he he, it he was drew a knife on him but
1: he still got what seven years Ten. Ten.
0: yeah but he got paroled after eight which yeah is but a-
1: still i mean gosh that's harsh i mean we cut deals with serial offenders the, that have more jail time or less jail time than that i mean it's just ridiculous like it was self-defense i mean
0: it's self-defense but you know in a movie in 97 it's like for a yeah. movie like this and for a movie like that is produced by jerry Bruckenheimer who i like to call the pre-michael bay yeah uh it just it i i, I don't question it
1: well, it was so precious too because you know the whole time he's locked up, he was a good guy, and you're rooting for him to get out. And he like writes letters back and forth to his daughter, and he's just the sweetest dad, and like that kind of rip your heart out. But then the whole movie takes a turn. Well, you know he's a like dark ri- turn. He's like
0: writing, it's like I can't wait to see you. Please, don't not be afraid of going to school. I went to school, or whatever. <laughs> and you know he gets paroled after eight for like being a you know, stand-up guy. Like, he did nothing wrong in jail. But he became friends with his diabetic cellmate, and that will come into play later. Baby-o Mike O'Dell, played by um, himself, Mckelte Williamson. And uh, I, And that's my best pronunciation of trying to pronounce this first name. <laughs> you're looking at it, and you're like, what?
1: <laughs> I think it's pronounced Mike-elty.
0: I mean, I tried. I tried. So basically, they're um, getting on a plane and basically it's going to drop some prisoners off. Um, Nick Cage is supposed to get off on the first um, stop, but apparently they get on the plane with the most insane prisoners.
1: Yeah, like serial murderers oh. and crazy, crazy people. And I'm so
0: glad you asked.
1: Even one that looked just like Hannibal Lecter. No,
0: no, 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 That's that comes later. That comes yeah. later. But first you have probably John Malkovich, who is having so much fun in this movie. Oh, yeah. Cyrus the Virus Grissom, a highly intelligent career criminal and guy who comes up with everything. You had Vig Rames as Nathan Diamond Dog Jones.
1: Diamond Dog. Who was
0: a black nationalist who was convinced of terrorism. You had Dave Chappelle playing Pinball Parker. Man, these names.
1: Dave Chappelle in this, man. Dude, he got
0: robbed in this movie. He, he got, have got robbed. More. He should've
1: got more time. Um
0: It's it's weird though. We're like watching like you know we were talking about um, Sa- Samia L ne- la- last week and we we both thought you know he should have had a more like profound role in the movie Jurassic Park than he got yeah Dave Chappelle got robbed he was only in this for like 30 minutes not even that it, it
1: wasn't even it was yeah it was like 30 minutes and like uh it just sucked we want to see more Dave Chappelle
0: and then I gotta mention one other guy. Danny Trejo, he played Johnny Twenty Three, who apparently was a serial rapist, and every time he did what he was good at, apparently he would get a tattoo of a rose on his arm to signify that. Which, I mean,
1: that's disgusting. Yeah. Who was the guy in the mask that, aka Hannibal Lecter esque?
0: Uh, um, Garland Green. Yeah. which We'll get to in a minute. Played by Steve Buscemi, a very young. very young
1: and creepy steve buscemi
0: i mean steve buscemi um was like i mean he was great in this movie though and i want to get into that in a minute but um danny trejo and nick cage are like staring at each other and he goes danny trejo goes do you know what i am and nicholas cage goes ugly all day (laughs)
1: <laughs> Dude, the quotes are like a mile long. In Dude, this. the
0: quotes in this movie are so much fun. I have not had this much fun watching a very quotable movie with you in a very long time.
1: I have like two favorite two favorite quotes that I just like have to share. Yeah, sure, go ahead. <clears throat> My first one is: They're all loading up on the plane. Um, the convicts are coming out and hijacking the plane. They're walking around and stuff. And um, another con calls nick cage trailer trash and nick cage just real serious like goes my mama lived in a trailer
0: my favorite one is later on the movie when like he meets john cusack and it's like sorry boss there's only two men i trust one of them's me the other's not you i'm just like
1: oh gosh
0: oh and then There's a great Steve Buscemi quote where, it's like later on in the movie, where they're like playing Leonard Skynyrd in the plane, and he's like, huh, define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made by a band that died in a plane crash.
1: (laughs) Dude, he said the most epic stuff in this freaking movie. Like, blew my mind. Like, Garland Green's character did it up. Like, it... And it it was so creepy, too, like, when he wandered off later. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say this. I want a Garland Green movie.
1: Yeah. I want a Garland Green. We need more. Like, he could be a whole movie in itself. But my favorite Garland Green quote was um, somebody had turned to him and said, like, hey, man, like, did you really do everything they said you did? Like, did you really kill all those women? And this, that, and the other. And, And did you really do this? he goes he like chuckles and he goes huh one girl man (laughs) i drove through three states wearing her head as a hat i really don't want to laugh at that because it's so just like nonchalantly (laughs) just laughing about past times about how he killed all these women and it, it it's like the funniest like weirdest group of criminals like you could ever meet it's It's very dark humor it's It's dark dark comedy
0: i mean that's the thing though dark comedy when you experience that and you don't and it's like it's never expected when you hear a dark comp like a dark comedy joke and we're not
1: saying like murdering women is okay or funny what we're saying is that this movie is ridiculous (laughs) whenever it talks about it so
0: we so as i say, we got cyrus the virus johnny 23 um nathan diamond dog and then uh pinball and then um we're look we are introduced to vince larkin played by uh john cusack and dea mage it's duncan malloy and willie sims and duncan is played by colin who he has the fancy car it's like the little corvette oh yeah yeah i love colin meanie as an actor he was on star trek for a very long time but he did this british movie with daniel craig Called Layer Cake. Have you
1: ever heard of that one?
0: No. It's just basically about heroin. But Daniel
1: Craig, like James Bond guy?
0: Yeah, it was like before James Bond.
1: Oh, okay. It's a
0: British movie, but it's really good. Like, I actually recommend that. I might actually watch At that. At first, tonight. I
1: thought you said Larry Craig.
0: And I would not be surprised and if there's a movie. I was just, Larry like, Craig.
1: so conflicted.
0: <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if we do Layer Cake one day. I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we have Duncan Molloy, and then Willie Sims, he's going to go undercover on the plane to get information about a drug kingpin who is going to get picked on route. And one of the biggest things they like made sure on this plane is no one can have a gun. Do not bring a gun. No. Nope. Do not bring a gun. What does the idiot do?
1: Stuffs a gun in his ankle sock. And after they hijack the plane, all the criminals are going around taking off everybody's chains
0: I mean yeah but what
1: do they come across
0: well that's the thing like first off they set another inmate on fire Dave Chappelle sets another inmate on fire to like cause a distraction for everyone to get off the chains and everything (laughs) and when they were going around unlocking them they get to the undercover agent and they find a gun he has like a Mexican standoff and John McEvoy is just like I don't care I don't care about any one of you all And then it just goes back and forth and John Malkovich eventually just shoots him in the head with one of the guns that he steals from the guards.
1: Yeah. Like... It was a sad situation.
0: Um, yeah. And then eventually, you know, they land at the first airport.
1: Well, and I will say, like, before they land at the first airport, like, a couple of people got shot or killed during the standoffs and the unraveling of it all. And so they had to replace those people so they're like okay well we have to find bodies to transport out so that we can get the body the other criminals that are on boarding with us
0: so one of the guard you mentioned that you know they were going to switch them out with one of the guards
1: yeah so they switch them out yeah. with um like other prisoners like could volunteer and remember forrest gump's uh <laughs> bubba gump he wanted to go because he was baby learning. oh baby, baby oh, oh. <laughs> you was, can't call him forrest gump he was he was running out of um insulin. He ran out oh, yeah. he got was... busted during the shuffle and he was like freaking out. He was like, Man, I'm about to seize up. Like I need my insulin. And so, um, he wanted to go, but Nick Cage went in his spot. But then Nick Cage decides to stay because he's needed to like take care of this woman guard. Yeah, was I was actually that's actually yeah. what I was going
0: with. I think she's I think, her name is Sally Bishop, um, she's played by, um, oh, the name, uh, Rachel Takatan. Um, she was really good in this movie. I kind of wish she did a little bit more.
1: I swear she's in, like, a Criminal Minds episode as another, like,
0: do you want correctional me to, officer. Do you want me to look it up?
1: I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, if you got time or whatever, but... Yeah, I
0: got time. She has not been on Criminal Minds. No? No.
1: Okay, cause... She was
0: on Law and Order.
1: Maybe that's where the... But it
0: was the L.A. show. I don't think you've seen that one.
1: There is another um, lady correctional officer that looks almost just like her that's in a Criminal Minds episode, and I was like, man, I wonder if that's her.
0: She's on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Nice. Um, I don't know if you know that one. It's the one where if you go up the stairs, you get older, but if you come down the stairs, you get younger, and there's like a woman trapped in the attic, and she's like old.
1: Yeah, that, actually, one, that one that was freaky.
0: That, I actually really like that one. I
1: feel like all tales from the crypt episodes are freaky.
0: Dude, I would totally do a episode on that show. I'm just saying. Yeah. Totally well, <laughs> we
1: definitely want to do a, a tales from the crypt, like
0: Patreon oh, yeah.
1: or something one day. Like, oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. the future, that's a goal of ours, but we'll see. So,
0: so back to the movie. I'm sorry, we keep getting sidetracked. Um,
1: it's a lot to this movie. There's a lot of characters, a lot of moving parts, a lot going on.
0: Well, I mean, considering the budget and how much this money made, which we'll get into at the very end of the show, it's it's not hard to believe. It's not as insane as Jurassic Park money, but this made a pretty good this made a pretty good penny. Yeah. So you know, they get to the airfield in Carson City, and they switched out the disguise guards that are disguised as inmates with other inmates. So we're introduced to Sindino, the drug lord. The new pilot, Earl Swamp Thing Williams, yeah, and then Garland Green. Um, Nick Cage found out that one of the one of the people had like a a wire, like a recording thing, and he snuck it onto one of the guards that was hidden. Um, yeah, like, and then there was like an intense stop moment where like they're stopped, and they keep going. And the guys think, you know, they're going to get away with it. And then the cops come and... John Malkovich. John Malkovich. I'm not a... I, I don't really know that much. I haven't seen that much with him. I think the only thing I know is being John Malkovich. Yeah. I love John Malkovich after this movie.
1: It was ridiculous. He...
0: I mean, my favorite thing is, like, his just witty comebacks and you know his his attitude throughout the whole movie like if there was ever someone i actually want there's two movies i want i want a cyrus the virus movie and a garland green movie
1: yeah i think that would be pretty sweet
0: yeah um so eventually you know they all find out and pinball gets rid of the transponder during the chaos of this whole thing and then he dies trying to reboard the plane during takeoff so bye-bye, Dave Chappelle. Which, again, I wanted more Dave Chappelle.
1: I really did.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just felt I felt robbed of that. Because it's nine it's well, 90s early know, Dave Chappelle.
1: We had to go and watch more Dave Chappelle after the show just to get our fix, but it is what it is.
0: What did we watch after that?
1: One of his old stand ups.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I think it's the one where he like talks about uh sunny d and they're like no 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 i don't want no sunny d i want some of that purple stuff
1: oh my gosh
0: because you know the commercial's like oh sunny d red stuff purple stuff oh sunny d all right
1: we watched so much dave Chappelle on this house i don't even know I i don't even remember which one we watched i don't know i thought it was one of his newer ones
0: we did watch a new one i will say that but i did go back and watch the old ones
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, but I just thought the other night we watched one of the newer ones, but...
0: So, they decide to land at, like, this abandoned desert airstrip and transfer onto a plane that's owned by the drug lord. They find...
1: Oh, wait, before that happens, there's the infamous scene where they have the Hannibal Lecter...
0: Oh, yeah. ...guy
1: strapped in to all of this like cage basically and he has this mouthpiece on and stuff and the two guards are outside thinking well what should we do with him like because they're letting oh, John everybody Malkovich go. And
0: big Rains. yeah they're, like, they're
1: letting they're letting everybody go and walk freely about the thing and what does he say
0: <clears throat> oh God what does he say I know it too. he
1: says love your work oh
0: yeah I'm a fan of your work
1: Love your work. <laughs> and then, and he's like, let him go. And then the guy looks at him and he's like, Are you sure?
0: <laughs> which i have seen big raymond billy like the big bad guy in uh, pulp fiction he was a spy guy in mission impossible and everything to him go huh? you sure it was like dude you're big rames you're a tough man why are you like freaking out about this
1: yeah so they take his mask off you know his hannibal elector mask or whatever and i was expecting to see like so him do some crazy <laughs> stuff or maybe eat some people you know i didn't know what to expect at that point but he just said the most bizarre stuff and sat there like a little kid on his first airplane. I'm ready ride. to get
0: off the plane now, mommy.
1: It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then he has this other really creepy scene whenever they do land at the airport at the uh, the abandoned oh, airport. Oh yeah, yeah. Field. We'll, we'll we'll
0: get to that in a second because yeah. we forgot about one thing before they land. Um, Nicholas Cage takes Dave Chappelle's body. And tries to address the j- j- John- uh, U.S. Marshal. Yeah, right? and he writes it on Sharpie on this guy's shirt and throws him out of a plane over this city where this couple are just minding their own business and it lands Doosh. on their car. What a way to ruin your day.
1: Yeah, like, and so like back in the headquarters, this one guy is fighting for um, them not to shoot down the plane. John Cusack, not to, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know- He's one of us, and he's been. He's got us the tape recorder, he's got us this body, and he wrote in Sharpie to contact it. Like, the plane is under siege. Like, plus, not to mention, they raided one of the cells, um, and they found like airplane maps, they found like they found everything.
0: And then, right when John Cusack leaves to like go get the authorities again, probably one of the most cliche things you've ever seen. The guards in the cell find a bomb, and what happens? Boom, everyone's dead. Boom. Um, There was one more thing I wanted to add. We forgot about one criminal. Um, William Betty, Billy Bedlam Bedford. Bedford, who was a mass murderer for killing his ex-wife's family. And he's the one that finds out that Nicholas Cage is paroled. And then we get the infamous line, put the bunny back in the box.
1: Oh, yeah. I hate that guy. Now, that guy definitely was on a Criminal Minds episode.
0: No, SVU. You, S- you, S- you, S- you, you SVU. You point out the SVU criminal minds, people. I'll point out the Seinfeld people. How about that?
1: Yeah. S- <laughs> he was on an SVU episode. I remember.
0: Um. Yeah, but... He I mean, played
1: another convict on that episode, too. But there's
0: a fight. Nicolas Cage kills the guy and hides his body where, like, the personal effects stuff are. Which is
1: found later, and it's not a good thing. You think he would have been smart enough to
0: get rid of the body at the airstrip? Okay. That's what
1: I thought, but hey.
0: I don't know. So they land at the air strip and there's no sign of the airplane for the drug Lord and, you know, pose like trying to like cause like mistrust in them. Like, how do you know we can trust this guy? He's a drug Lord. He's messed with these, you know, had partners and he's screwed them all over in the past and everything. So they decide to go ahead and try to fill up the plane. And during while they're trying to find fuel up the plane. Nicolas Cage is trying to find insulin for Baby-O where yeah. he and the process and the
1: rest it, of the team is trying to dig the plane out of the hole that they crashed into when they landed
0: well it's at this time where Nicholas Cage meets John Cusack and you get the infamous line there's only two people I trust one's me the other's not you
1: yeah oh God. you had a little forest Gump coming out there
0: mama always said life was like a box of chocolates Anyway. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible.
1: But in the meantime, all this commotion is going on.
0: Yeah, because they find out that the Drug Lord did have an escape plane. And I want to talk about this one death real quick. So the Drug Lord is like pleading with his life for his life and everything. And he's like begging Cyrus not to kill him, and he's covered in gasoline. And he's like sigh, and then John Malkovich literally goes Anora and throws a lit cigarette onto the gas, and it kills the drug lord instantly.
1: Yeah, but what I was gonna say was that during all of this commotion and before that death, Garland Green has just walked away, disappeared into like this little area oh, where there's yeah. this little girl, and he's like playing house and singing with this little girl. And the whole time I was like, please don't hurt that little girl.
0: Dude, I think we were all thinking that in our house. You, me, the dog, the cat.
1: Yeah. The like fun- I was like freaking out. I was funk- like, he better not hurt this little girl. This little girl is precious. The,
0: the Funko's that are forced to watch the stuff that we have to watch.
1: Yeah. And they start singing the song He's, He's got, got the whole, whole world. world in his hands. So before He's we got be- the whole world I actually
0: had like a terrifying I had a terrifying moment with this song.
1: You had a terrifying moment with this? Yeah, before
0: we go to break, I'll tell the story real quick. Um Do so you know I watch wrestling?
1: Yeah.
0: You remember Bray Wyatt? Not the Fiend, but like Bray Swamp Swamp Bray? Yeah. So he had a feud with John Cena, right? With the
1: dreads and the lantern. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So he had a feud with John Cena and He would sing that song, but he's supposed to represent the world, and he's got Cena in his hands type of thing. Yeah. So at the end of the cage match, and of course, I know wrestling's fake. I want to make that clear. I know. It's whatever. I don't care. I enjoy it. There's, like, this kid, and he's, like, a local Gastonia actor at the time. He's dressed up as, like, a follower of Bray. He's got, like, a sheet mask and a black robe and everything. And they have, like, the mic on, like, the synthesizer where you talk deep and everything. Yeah. And you see this kid go, he's got the whole world in his hands. I'm just like...
1: That's creepy.
0: I'm gonna show you that clip. After... Please
1: don't. <laughs> no, I'm
0: gonna show you this clip. But we should go ahead and probably take a quick commercial break.
1: Yeah, we'll be right back with more, um...
0: Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back. Got, to, got, you know, got to stretch the legs. Got to move around a little. Move around the cabin.
1: Get that song out of our system. You know, got the whole world in his hands. Oh, I thought
0: it was going to be. How would I live without, without you? you? There's a reason why.
1: I, I want to know. <laughs> Listen, I love that John's face. If y'all guys, John's mess. face just like. Spraying into freeze mode. Oh my gosh, that face is hilarious. Oh uh, no, I just wasn't expect- speech- I made you speechless. That's like the first time ever. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the first time ever John's ever been speechless. Usually, <laughs> usually you have something smart to say back. That's crazy. Uh, Maybe I should sing Trisha Yearwood again. You
0: can sing Trisha Yearwood. I don't care. That just shocked me. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about how I should never be on American Idol, and you're over here Celine Dioning it.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, you should hear me do Whitney.
0: Maybe when we do The Bodyguard. If we do The Bodyguard.
1: Oh, we're going to do The Bodyguard, just so I can do Whitney.
0: Kevin month? Sure. All right. There's only like a couple of movies we and do.
1: And we're <laughs> back. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, you know, Garland Green's hanging out with the little girl and everything, and all while this is happening... A National Guard convoy is approaching the airstrip. And what happens? The prisoners freak out. They basically, like, set up traps, set up my like, landm- like Not even lines, but, like, gasoline, propane tanks type of thing. And set them around. And they find rif- r- rifles and shotguns. I cannot talk today. I cannot talk.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. So, basically, when the National Guard arrives... All, all hell breaks loose. They
1: blow shit up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that 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 sums it up. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's what they did. They made a plan. They came in on the sidelines of the rows. They said, hit them in the front, hit them in the back, and then they'll be trapped. And then we'll just kill their butts.
0: Well, you know, John Cusack is there this whole entire time, and he's like gets behind a bulldozer and like uses it to shield them. And you know, unfortunately, the convicts escape. And that's when they find out about Nicolas Cage, when they find Bedford's body and, like, his parole papers, which he kept in his personal effects. Why did he keep his parole papers in in his personal effects?
1: Like, is that a thing? I think that you have to keep those when you transfer so that, like, you're cleared. Like, that's his kind of signed-so-delivered thing you know, show, showing proof. That's proof that he can go. I obviously
0: do not know anything about the prison system. Nor I mean, do
1: I want to. I mean, anywhere you go, you have to have legal documentation, especially in the prison well, system. Well, yes, so of course. I, yeah. And like, obviously, you wouldn't carry them on as persons because they might fall out of a pocket or they might get read by another criminal. So, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, um, John Malkovich is about to kill Nicolas Cage and he shoots um, Baby-O. And that's when um, John Cusack and Colin Lane arrive and attack helicopters, attacking the plane. And, you know, Nicolas Cage is, like, trying to fight to the front while Colin Meaney's character is, like, trying to tell people to shoot the plane down. Shoot the plane down now. I want this plane done. I want to go home and drive my fancy sports car. Which we forgot to say what happened to the fancy sports car. It got destroyed. Oh, yeah. So John Cusack took it to the airfield It somehow got hooked to the plane. And went through a watchtower and I'm not gonna lie I kind of cringed when I saw that crashed car cuz it was so nice
1: it looked worse than a Griswold vacation <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> You know, when, when Like they, the Chevy Chase movie? Yeah, like whenever they go on the vacation and the car gets destroyed, you know, on the road oh, trip. Oh, man.
0: I only saw Vacation once. What? I don't remember it all. I saw Christmas and Vegas Vacation repeatedly because those movies I grew up with. I never saw Europe. Okay,
1: okay. Let me put it in Seinfeld terminology for you. Oh, Lord. That car looked worse than when Jerry got the rental without the insurance. Ah, ah,
0: ah That looked worse you know I don't have an analogy. I'm really bad at this.
1: <laughs> Let's keep it moving.
0: Yeah, so you know, a Nicolas Nicholas Cage is able to get on the mic. it's like I got the plane.
1: Oh gosh.
0: And he's like All I right. got
1: the plane.
0: I got I'm <laughs> at the cockpit. Alright, don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. Oh, and gosh. then they decide to like he like they're ordered to land at the airport. And then they're like, no, 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 no! you're going to land on the Las Vegas Strip. Right down the middle of the Strip. Causing destruction and killing Johnny 23. Yeah, Johnny 23 dies around this because he's like handcuffed into the thing at the time. And apparently the force of the plane was so significant when they're carrying his body away. The arm that had the tattoos on it is handcuffed, and it's just hanging there as they carry off the body.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: You probably don't remember that. I
1: don't even remember that part. Of
0: course, the guard, Sally, is okay. Baby was put in the, into the ambulance and taken to the hospital. And Nicolas Cage is like, I'm going to chase down these three convicts. Yeah. Nicholas Cage's accent, now that I think about it, is like Forrest Gump met a slightly more moderate version of Sling Blade. Oh, wow. Think about that. Like, if Sling Blade was just like, "Mm, you know, I do like some potatoes on my french fries. Or whatever. Um,
1: There's a quote we forgot. I don't know where it was said in the movie, but um, it... Do you remember this quote? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody says, well, "Well, hooray for the sounds of fucking silence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite... um, Does that gun work? Well, shoot that piece of... I'm not going to say that word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shoot that piece of shit. Now, that was the funniest quote ever because whenever um, whenever they get off the plane and, and you know, they start... Uh, one of them, I think it's Cyrus, the virus that got away, yeah. and they're chasing him it's, down. It's
0: Cyrus, Diamond Dog, and Swamp Thing that got away.
1: Yeah, and so they're chased. They jump on these two, like, motor... You know, police motorcades or whatever, and they start flying down the road chasing after them
0: which that was a and, of, that was kind of an awesome chase scene.
1: yeah it was and like it's on the strip and everything made me want to go to vegas real bad but anyway so <laughs> uh nick cage and his hair is flying in the wind and he's all like on got his second wind and he's on this motorbike flying next to the guy the only guy that he trusts now and um who was one of the guys you know, that helped save him and not get the plane shot down. Right. One of the officers or whatever. And, um, so they're flying around, and the guy, he has a gun on him, but he's not using it. He's just driving and chasing after Cyrus and all of them. And, freaking Nick Cage looks over to him, and he goes, does that gun work? (laughs) And he's like, yeah! He's like, well, shoot that piece of shit! (laughs) (laughs) Lost it. I almost lost so,
0: it. So there's a little bit of IDB trivia. It's sort of like the trivia you get when you watch it on Amazon, and I found the two most pointless, pieceless information that you will find in this movie. Okay. Do you know who Powers Booth was? No. He was the villain in Tombstone, like the main villain. Okay. So he was uncredited as a voiceover cameo. As the army officer at Poe's leaving ceremony. So he was like, you've been dishonorably discharged. Over the credits, he was the voice.
1: Oh, okay. And then
0: John Cusack's brother was an EMT in the Las Vegas
1: scene. Oh, okay.
0: Bill Cusack. Weird. <laughs> yeah, because you have to go around with the name Bill Cusack. Hi, I'm Bill. My Weird. brother's John Cusack.
1: <laughs> well, I will say... You know, I've, this i This movie like, wasn't all funny quotes and Nick Cage moments. And I don't know and what you're talking Bubba about. Gump shrimp. Um, I don't know what
0: you're talking about. That that was what it was <laughs> to me. That's
1: what it was to me. But at the very, 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 very <laughs> end of the movie, there's a little cute emotional scene well, where he gets to hold his daughter. He gets to Jenny, hug his daughter. What
0: was her name Jenny?
1: And he gives her the bunny. Yeah. her. Na- he think- saves the bunny and um, he gets reunited with her. And, oh, no, no. no.
0: She, her name was Cassie. Cassie yeah.
1: Name. Yeah, Sorry. and he gives her the bunny, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm a little dirty." I had a. <laughs> <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> it's just so funny. um But anyway, he gets, and his, of course, he gets his woman who's safe. He gets to see his little girl, and he, he, to he to had def- never seen her because he got
0: he got to defeat all three of the other existing convicts, which they had they had pretty good And cool everybody dance.
1: either got caught or got died. So, like, I mean, it was just, like, a really emotional moment at the end.
0: No, 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 because it breaks away from that emotional moment and you forgot it does play Trisha Yearwood in the background.
1: Of course.
0: And the movie ends with Garland Green in a casino being like, I got all the luck in the world, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then it just cuts to black. Oh,
1: Garland Green. Oh, my gosh. Would you
0: recommend this movie?
1: Oh, I would definitely recommend this movie. I, well, I mean, like I don't even like action films, but this was just hilarious to me. Well, I saw it I, was hilarious. I, I saw this this
0: was on Amazon Prime uh, when we when we were trying to come up with a schedule for this month. and I was like, we have to do Con air. Like I, I'm gonna obviously recommend this movie. It, it's it's a stupid fun movie. It's not gonna change the face of cinema. It's not The Dark Knight. It's not The Godfather. It's Con air. Nicolas Cage is- It's
1: made to be funny.
0: Nicolas Cage isn't Nicolas Cage. He's like a whole different breed of Nicolas Cage in this movie. Because when I think of Nicolas Cage, I think of the scene from The Wicker Man where he's yelling at a girl with a doll waving his hands going, How did it burn? How did it burn?
1: See, when I think Nick Cage, I think like some fighting movies, but my main role that I remember him in is Family Man, which I absolutely love that movie, but it's definitely not related to Con Air at all.
0: Oh, Face Off!
1: Really? Did you ever see Face Off? What other Nick Cage movies are there out God there? Gone in sixty
0: seconds, National Treasure, Leaving Las Vegas.
1: National Treasure. I remember him in that hardcore.
0: Um, there's he's he did a vampire movie, which is not.
1: He good. did a vampire movie?
0: Yeah, it was like his one of his first early movies. Wow. Um. He did, he was in Fast, his first movie was Fast Times at um, Ridgemont High, which I know that you, you haven't seen that, which you should. He did that Willy's Wonderland, the Five Nights at Freddy ripoff movie we watched and we couldn't take it seriously at all.
1: Yeah. Well, and he did that Pig movie too. I, we haven't seen, I haven't seen that yet. Color
0: Out of Space, Mom and Dad. Have you seen Mom and Dad? No. Oh, Mom and Dad is awful. Really? Basically, it's like this signal in phones. And if you hear it, you just want to kill your kids.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Um,
1: I remember him in Left Behind, dude, man. That's that I did not crazy. See, I did not see Left
0: Behind. You haven't
1: seen Left Behind? No, I don't want
0: to see it because I know it's bad.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, you got to see it. It's
0: good. I saw um, he was in the Ghost Rider movies, which I don't know if you've seen those or not.
1: Mm, I saw both no. of them. I
0: saw both of them. They are terrible.
1: No.
0: Um he was in um Knowing? Have you heard about that one? No. Basically it's like the national like disasters caused by man like 9/11 for example. Sure. And it was like a countdown clock to like the end of the world.
1: Oh, I remember I remember the uh, trailer. Thing around that, like the talk around that, but I don't So remember. I
0: saw that movie and um, before we get to our game cuz we could talk about Nicolas Cage movies all night. Dude, long. I
1: know like there's so many.
0: Family man, gone in 60 seconds is crazy. The Weather Man, have you seen The Weather Man? Yeah, I actually really like that movie.
1: We have to do a Nick Cage month, man. He just in so much. He's maybe his acting is ridiculous.
0: Um, so I went and saw knowing with family friends, um, that live near my grandmother now. Okay, and we did not know what this movie was about.
1: Oh, gosh, and it
0: ends on a religious aspect. Wow, and we were just like.
1: Very uncomfortable walking out of the movie theater. I, I'm sure. I was
0: just like, yeah, I don't know what to think of that. Because it, yeah. it ended with like the last two survivors of Earth and the Joshua Tree.
1: Dude, I wonder if he gets sucked into these roles because only he could play the roles, or if he gets sucked in them because he just has an interest in all I these into like the world, out there type maybe. films.
0: I will say, Pig is like his start of his comeback career. And then that new movie he did where he plays himself, which I really want to see that movie. Yeah. Like, he's coming back, and I'm happy for Nick Cage. I love Nick Cage. I think Lord of War is a very underrated movie. (laughs) Um, But we obviously recommend this movie. It's just a dumb, insane action movie. And I think we should go ahead and get into our game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, we'll do the review. Uh, Let me pull it up real quick. I have a Roger Ebert review, and I have a Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna read both reviews.
1: You pick which one first.
0: Okay, I'm gonna do Roger Ebert. All right, no, I'm gonna do Rotten Tomatoes, because the Roger Ebert's not that great. Conair won't win any awards for believability, <laughs> <laughs> and all involved seem cheerfully aware of it, making some of this blockbuster action outings biggest flaws fairly easy to forgive. Okay. Um, and then Roger Ebert, I'll just go ahead and tell you, he gave it 3 out of 4, saying it move smoothly and with visual style and verbal wit. Okay. So, what do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave it? What would you give it?
1: I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 83. Okay. And, <laughs> what? You look so surprised. So, you okay. think they
0: gave it an 83? Yeah. Okay, well, what would you give it?
1: I would give it, okay... For actual cinema uniqueness and coolness and like whatever. You know, whatever, like prestige or whatever, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. give it like seventy-two. But just out of pure hilariousness,
0: seventy-nine.
1: Fifty-six. Wow. Ouch, Rotten Tomatoes. They gave
0: it an average rating of five point six seven out of ten with Metacritic. I mean, sorry, cinema score. Giving it a B plus on a A to A plus to F scale.
1: Now, wow. The
0: box office made up for it though. Well this I was about was-
1: to say, I mean, everybody who was anybody saw this movie in the nineties, man.
0: This movie was made on a seventy five million dollar budget, which was a lot of money back then.
1: A lot of money.
0: How much do you think it made?
1: Over a hundred million.
0: You wanna give like a exact amount? One ten. $224 Shut million. Up. Dollars.
1: Shut up.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was a hit. This was a
1: huge Dude, hit. Dude, I'm telling you, it was huge. Like,
0: I don't remember this movie, like, the campaign ad and everything, but the fact that if you put Jerry Bruckenheimer's name on something, for example, you remember the Titans was made by Jerry Bruckenheimer. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, like, it's it's a Jerry Bruckenheimer movie. It's going to cause, like, people to come see it.
1: All I know is that we put it on the '90s uh, nostalgia list because I remember this movie hardcore. Whenever it came out, I remember watching it in the '90s um, or early 2000s. You know, like that time period. It just came out what 97, right? Uh, yeah,
0: 97.
1: Yeah, I Sorry. mean, like I remember like 97, 99, like around that time period of the millennium. It was like. Crazy huge.
0: Well, I mean, this movie- and
1: this is one of the like all time memorable movies that Nick Cage did. Well,
0: I mean, this movie has like I can only imagine this movie has like a strong cult following just based off of the Nick Cage character. Well, bit. and
1: it was scary too. I mean, yeah. like it was just you know I had never even been on a plane when I saw this movie, and it was just like a whole other concept, you know.
0: Did you know that there is an English rapper though named Cyrus the Virus?
1: No way. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> oh, that is our review of Con Air. If you want to get in contact with us, please reach out to us with an email at flexologypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to check out our stories and other things going on right now, April, check or talk with April directly, um, hit us, hit her up at on Instagram at Um But April, what is our next movie? Our
1: next movie, get ready, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man. Uno, original, (laughs) 1990. What? One? One, two. Oh my god, I can't even remember. Uh, You're going
0: to make me look it up.
1: It is like so early 90s, and you can tell by all of the. 90.
0: This came out in 90.
1: 90. Literally on the cusp. So you have that, like, awful viewing technology. You've got April O'Neil and her big permed hair. Corey
0: Feldman doing the voice of Donatello.
1: Yeah, and you've got, like, the turtle suits from the 90s. Where you
0: see the dude's head that had to point out to you.
1: And, like, the best part is that fake pleather yellow leather jacket that April O'Neil was everywhere. And you wanted that jacket. I wanted that jacket <laughs> so bad. Um, I, will, I am not ashamed. But well, we'll talk more about the yellow jacket, April O'Neil, and all the turtle costume designs on our next week's episode.
0: Yes, we'll be ordering a box of pizza <laughs> talking about some shell time. Check, check, you, you like that, did not you? <laughs> <laughs> check us out next week. of um, June, uh, what is it? 15th, which is also a very special week because you and I will have been together for 10 years.
1: Yep. On the 17th.
0: How appropriate we're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But until next week with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this has been the Flixology Podcast. I am your host, John.
1: And April. Take it
0: easy, guys.